Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good afternoon in the East Coast. Good morning in the West Coast. This is Watchdogs Radio, normally coming to you live from the Youth Today studios at Kennesaw State University. But today we had a little bit of a logistical problem, didn't quite make it down there. So we are at the Watchdogs Atlanta office, uh, a.k.a. my home. But uh, we are here. We've got a great show lined up for you today. Um, But one of the things that I wanted to start off with was, uh, you know, we have been offering a free Watchdogs um, refresher relaunch kit. Uh, and if you are listening to us live and you would like to give us a call and win that kit, since most people listen to us in podcast anyway, if you are listening live, you want to win that kit, I'm going to give it to the first caller that calls in at 215-383-3278. Well, hello, my name is Keith Shoemaker. I'm your host for Watchdogs Radio. We've got a great show lined up for you today. We're going to talk about some life-changing things that can and will happen in your school. I'd rather say can. Let's don't say will, but you'll find out what I'm talking about here in a minute. We've had a great week with Watchdog. We've seen some tremendous growth as we have. Uh, we've had several uh, Watchdogs launch events that have been going on, and I'm going to take a peek back over here at our Facebook page because we have had some really good interaction uh, going on the Facebook page. People writing in, they're asking questions, um, and one of the challenges that I gave to our uh, our listeners, our visitors, uh, I asked them if we could get our Facebook group up to 1,600 members on that Facebook group before the radio show today, and you know what? We did it. We've, we've surpassed it. We're at 1,602 so that that is great. We're making the communication. Our whole goal in Facebook and in Watchdogs Radio is to be able to give you as a Watchdogs school the opportunity to get some interaction with us. You know, we know that you're launching your Watchdogs program, you're getting started, you've got your training, you've got a lot of support there. But we want to give the schools the support that have been running the program. Um, you know, the school that I started, that I worked with, and we're going into our fifth year now. So we were looking for some new ideas to try to uh, to regenerate that program and, and just try to um, put a new spin on things and, and just keep the fun and the excitement and the activity going. So uh, let's see. We have a caller on the line from the 785 area code. Who have I got on the line here? This is Mandy Sachs. Hi, Mandy. What school are you with? I'm with Quail Run Elementary in Lawrence, Kansas. All right, and uh, are you calling about that uh, relaunch kit? Yes, I definitely am. This will be our second year doing the program. 
Well, great, Mandy. Well, normally I have my co-host on here that can get that information for you. But if it's all right, uh, can I call you back after the show and we information? Uh, tell us about your program. How's it going? Um, it's amazing. We had um, we started it later last year um, uh, in October, and we mm-hmm. had a school of 400, and we probably had 350 parents and kids at our launch party. Um, wow. We had to go back for more food, <laughs> more, you know, and then we were full the entire calendar year maybe with a few, one or two open dates. It was amazing. Um, We have dads already asking when we're starting. We just started school this week. So Mm -hmm. our launch party is the beginning of September, right after Labor Day. Wow. Now, do you do a uh, do you do anything in that first week of school? We've been hearing a lot of schools that are telling us, and and we've done it at our school as well. That first couple of days of school, not guys coming in to be full day watchdogs, but just there to be a friendly face when those new kids get off the bus. It's their first time. Um, have you been able to do something like that, or are you guys? Uh, we, have, we have not done that yet. That would be a great idea um, because we've had a couple of dads already come in to see if um, it was time to sign up. So that would be a good one to use for next year for us, I think. That's awesome. Now, how are you doing your scheduling? Are you doing an online component or are you yeah, doing it all by we're hand? doing the volunteer, volunteer spots. Great. And that's working out well for you? It's working wonderfully. It helps the office. They know who's coming in, who to expect. Um, and I think the favorite part for all of the kids, other than having obviously their dad there, is hearing their dad's name on the announcement, and then we have a mm-hmm. bulletin board with a picture of them and their dad. And they go by that and point it out every time you walk by with a little one, they say, there's my dad. Um, that's great. When they point to their bulletin board. So I think that's some of the most fun thing is just watching the kids light up about their dad. That, that, that's awesome. And, and, Mandy, thank you for giving us a call. If you would... Uh, let's hear the name of the school and your location again. Um, Quail Run Elementary School, and it's in Lawrence, Kansas. Okay, well, congratulations, Mandy. I'm going to give you a call back here in a few minutes after the show and get your information, and and, uh, I'll look you up in the database, and we'll get that uh, relaunch kit out to you. Congratulations. Thank you so much. You're, You're welcome. Have a great day. Bye. All right, and that's easy. That's how it is. Just give us a call. Um, we love giving people the opportunity to uh, to get that, that relaunch, to be able to get that energy again. And if you need a relaunch kit for your school, give us a call, 888-540-DOGS. That's 888-540-3647. Or you can go to our webpage and you can check out the dog store link. And that way you can go ahead, get in there. Now, to, launch, to get the relaunch kit, you will need to put your school code in because that uh, particular item is one of the items that can only be delivered to the school. It can't be delivered anywhere else. It has to go directly to the school. So if you have any questions, give us a call. We would love to hear from you. And and that is really what we, we want to give the schools people that are tuning into our show and and learning about the Watchdogs program to hear the excitement, to hear the impact that it has in a local school. Well, we are going to turn to our specialist today. Um, One of the things now, uh, I know my background, I know that I've been been a paramedic for a long long time, work in emergency services, first responders, schools. And one of the things that is, 
essential to have around a school and really in a gathering place is to have an automated and to be able to um, be able to respond to emergencies. We have got the point in society and in our culture where that AED is just as vital uh, having it at hand as there is a fire extinguisher because we've seen the tremendous difference that early defibrillation can make in, in cardiac arrest, cardiac saves. Now, we're, we're not talking about just pardon the term, but, you know, people that are at the age of their life where they're going to be having heart attacks, this can be anyone. Sudden cardiac arrest is something that can strike anybody at any time. And we have an expert in that and an expert in what are we going to do about it. Um, we have our good friend Michelle Snyder from Parent Heart Watch, who is with us today. Michelle, welcome to Watchdogs Radio. Thanks so much. I'm happy to be here. Well, Michelle, can you tell us a little bit about, uh, well, basically about your background and how uh, Parent Heart Watch, and, and make, make sure I'm saying it right, um, what's your organization, how you got started, and what you're doing for us? Okay. You, you First of all, you are saying it right. It's Parent Heart Watch, um, and our website is parentheartwatch.org. Um, we were founded in uh, 2005 by four mothers who had lost a child to sudden cardiac arrest, and... Um, they started, they realized that, you know, this is happening more often than people know and that there are ways that we can potentially prevent it. So I joined the organization in uh, 2010. I lost my daughter, uh, 17 years old, um, on the soccer field in August of 2008. So I am coming up to five years, and she uh, had no symptoms, as do so many of our kids. There are no symptoms, and Unfortunately, the first symptom is death, and uh, she was there, and there was no automated external defibrillator or AED on site, um, and I joined Parent Heart Watch, and I said, okay, I want to learn about it, and I was shocked to find out that it's happening um, more often than you would know. Um, you know, a young athlete dies every three to four days from sudden cardiac arrest in this nation, mm-hmm. and the, the prevention um, involves really two parts. One is uh, being prepared in case uh, of an emergency. Obviously, that's with what we're talking about today, having an automated external defibrillator, knowing CPR, having an emergency action plan so people can respond. Um, And then the other way is uh, what we advocate for early detection through EKG screenings. So Mm -hmm. between being prepared and early detection, we, we believe that we could be preventing a lot of these deaths. Wow, and that is uh, is something that you generally don't see. Now we have our students, you know, they go through. As a matter of fact, I'm I'm having to take my daughter, you know, within the next couple of days here for her sports physical. But an EKG is generally not part of that. And 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 we're talking. Uh, I'm I'm assuming that you're talking about a, a full 12 lead EKG versus just a a rhythm strip. Is that? What you're proposing? That, that, yeah, that is accurate. And, and one of the things that we found for all of us who, who belong to Parent Heart Watch, um, which is a membership organization of, of parents who have lost a child, parents who have a child that has survived an actual sudden cardiac arrest or living with a heart condition, um, the medical community, young survivors themselves, advocates, etc. what we have found is that many of these kids did have, I mean, their sports physicals because mm-hmm. as responsible parents, we take our kids for their sports physicals every year. Um, and actually, oh, even their regular physicals if they're not playing sports. And there right. is, you know, there is a questionnaire that, that is asked or should be asked 
um, and which includes some questions about cardiac health and and family history. But but the problem for us is that you know we've answered those questions. And for example, in my family, there was no history, and she mm-hmm. didn't have any symptoms. So. Uh, we really strongly believe that, that an EKG, a 12-lead EKG, while it won't find everybody, it will certainly, um, it's certainly a good place to start to, to narrow down and see those kids that need follow-up uh, from a cardiologist. Sure. And, and for those of you who are not in the medical community, I, I'll explain the difference between a, uh, a 3-lead or 12-lead EKG. Basically, a 12-lead EKG gives you 10 different views of the heart from different angles so that we can see what the how the electrical conduction is flowing across the heart and if there's any damage that electrical conduction is going to show a, a change or an aberrancy that is going to be able to um, that, that we're going to be able to detect and look a little bit further in so that's right. that's what we're talking about um, well I have a uh, another good friend and he has been a visitor on watchdogs radio on a couple of different occasions um, and that is my good friend Steve Helton, who is up in Cambridge, Ohio. Now, Steve, uh, Steve saw the, um, the the situation that we're talking about. Of course, those those that are involved in emergency medicine, I'm sure somewhere back in your career, you've seen you know at least one of these um, th- these situations where you've had a child uh, at, at a school function, at a sports event, or something, where you've had to deal with one of these. Um, Tremendously tragic events. Steve, welcome to Watchdogs Radio from Cambridge, Ohio. I'd like to welcome Steve Helton. Hey, Keith. How are you, buddy? I am great. I am great. Now, Steve, the reason I asked you was I was very impressed with what you did at your um, school, and I believe it was at Central, and I don't know if it was if it spread it out to all of Cambridge, but you took the opportunity to get the guys, the watchdogs, the dads, they're standing up, they want to be a part of their community, they want to be supportive, and you opportunity to teach them CPR to be able to help you so that when you in an emergency need to respond to something, that interim time between recognizing there's a problem, dialing 911, getting the communications out to the responder and getting the responder wherever they are to the patient, somebody's got to be creating that link and that is CPR. So Steve, tell me, tell me what you did. Well, uh, I happen to be, you know, I'm the top dog for our school, and I pretty much am the coordinator for our district. And uh, last year we had uh, watchdogs in three elementary schools. And uh, we're hoping to expand to the middle school here starting this fall. But uh, I was shocked to find out that none of the teachers were CPR certified, and it all comes down to budgets. And so they have an AED in the office, but because of, again, budget restraints, there's one school nurse for like four schools. And obviously she's not in every school all day long. She has to divide her time up. So I was kind of shocked to learn that the teachers themselves weren't CPR certified. And I happen to be an instructor. I've been a CPR instructor for a long time, and I also do advanced cardiac life support instruction. So I thought, well, what could I do to kind of help enhance, you know, the guys uh, that are coming to the schools the watchdogs? So I offered the uh, CPR instruction to all of our watchdog dads, and we basically sent that out to the three elementary schools, and dads came from every school and came to learn CPR. So, and it really upped our presence in the school, I think. Well, that, that's awesome. That is awesome. And uh, now, um, Michelle, as far as your organization, um, do you what do you do as far as at a local school level? What would you do to either encourage me or support me in getting a AED? 
Well, there there are several different um, things that we we can do. Um, first, I'd like to start out by saying that while we recognize the the, the importance and um, the benefits of having someone actually certified in CPR and AED, we also know that, um, especially with the AED, that, that someone as young as, uh, you know, fourth grade can use it because it does talk to you and tells you what to do. So while certification is the the, the the best and the premium, um, we we would love to just have everybody in the school be aware of where the AED is. Hopefully it would never, ever be locked up um, mm -hmm. because we've had kids that, you know, unfortunately have, have died while an AED is, is in a room locked up. Um, and, wow. and, you know, and as the, yeah, there was a case very recently, and the fact that um, the, there is only one school nurse. You're right; it's it's challenging. So, just the first thing I would say is is really recognizing that um, not being certified does not mean you are not qualified um, to try to save a life. And there are Absolutely. most states have a Good Samaritan law, which will protect you from a legal perspective as long as you are acting in good faith to try to save a life. Um, so that's the first thing. The second thing is if a school does not have an AED um, or needs some training, we would ask that they get in touch with us. While we um, sometimes have some funds to give out, we are well connected to other organizations uh, in their, and uh, have other suggestions for their local level on how to go and get the funds. I will say that it's, you know, AEDs are not that expensive. I mean, they are expensive. You know, mm -hmm. so you're talking, you know, anywhere from twelve hundred to fifteen hundred dollars. Uh, but if you think about a bake sale or four bake sales throughout the year, and you've probably raised enough money to get one. So I just think that they're life saving, and we have fire extinguishers everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And I and I just think that parents need to um, and. and Parents need to insist on it, and these dads that you guys are working with, which I think is just an incredible program, um, and going out and teaching CPR and AED is amazing, but they can be the carriers of the message. They can get sure. to the schools, and they can say, where is the AED? You know, who knows right. CPR? Can we do, start a training, you know, something to that effect? Exactly, and, and for anybody that might be listening that is not familiar with um, AEDs and mounting and how they work. You know, first of all, the automated external defibrillator, as you said, is set to operate at basically a, a third or fourth grade level. You open the box, it tells you exactly what to do and how to do it. The other thing is, when there's a security issue, there are mounting. There is mounting hardware that will actually. Uh, set an alarm off. So if someone tries to tamper with the AED, there would be an alarm that would go off. And uh, and of course you can uh, you can have a key where you can set that so you can maintain it or things like that. But um, and Keith, but if is, I can say that, yes, sir, go ahead. If I can say, Keith, that's twofold also. Uh, and I explain that to our group that those cabinets that you're referring to not only do they let the people know that someone's opened the box, but it alerts everyone to a possible emergency. Right. Sure, it calls help. Yes. Yes, exactly. And one of the and, things, and, and what Michelle said about knowing where the AED was, she's 100% correct on that. And we actually, the AED trainers that we usually have aren't exactly the same model as the one that the schools actually have. So I was in, you know, we made sure that we took their AED off the wall. Everyone knew where mm -hmm. it was at. And I was amazed at how much of the teaching staff 
didn't know because those things exactly. are not certified. They don't think it's something they're going to have to deal with. Exactly. And they didn't even know where the AED was at. So now we've made sure at least everyone in our schools, they all know where the AED at, is at and how to use it at this point. So, Sure. And then and, and and if you have the opportunity to have the signage where it's, it's in, you know, it's constantly in their face. So, oh, yeah, I know it's over there. Right. We also have, Parent Heart Watch also has parents in many parts of the country. We have members throughout the country who would be more than willing to come in and talk to a school, talk to the staff, um, you know, just even to, you know, as you guys know, just to, to walk someone through what happens when you open an AED, how it talks to you and says, you know, call 911, and then it, and then it tells you to take the pads out. And for those listeners who who don't know or or need a refresher, you know, for young people, which is who Parent Heart Watch deals with, we're really all about youth and sudden cardiac arrest. You know, these kids are not having heart attacks in the sense that elderly people may be having a heart attack or right. they're their arteries are clogged, which is, might be more of a plumbing issue. These are underlying conditions, some either, you know, born with structural or some rhythm in terms of how the heart beats. Um, but they, what the AED does is it shocks. It gets, it gets, you put it on the person, and the machine actually listens and sees if, it, if the person needs a shock. It, it will not shock someone that doesn't need it so it can't hurt someone, and then it instructs you to move back, and some of them will either automatically shock or they'll tell you to push the button, and then hopefully the person's heart start be- starts beating again. Right, right, because basically we're just, what we're doing is we're, we're taking, the heart is has stopped beating. It goes into a, a chaotic rhythm, which isn't productive. It doesn't move blood. It's just kind of shaking, and what the defibrillator does, it, it defibrillates it stops the fibrillation which is that that chaotic movement basically it's like like slapping it in the face and saying hey get your act together you know think about what you're doing and and let's get back to work here and that's what the defibrillator does and uh i i like you know when i'm teaching students i like getting you know basic to the point this is the way it is you know (laughs) yeah you know that's interesting uh can't be a little league international this past year came down and said that all Little League coaches and umpires had to be CPR certified. And uh, so they contacted me, and I taught all of our local coaches, which ended up being close to 60 people. And one of the things that we discussed was at our ball fields, we have a nice, beautiful park setting with several ball fields like most areas do, and they do not have an AED anywhere there at all. So that's one of the things that we talked about was getting an AED out there somewhere where it was accessible, where it was visible, and everyone knew where it was at. Mhm. Yes, and uh, and I will I say applaud you. I, I applaud <laughs> you for that work because it it really makes the difference between you know uh, someone living and someone dying. I mean, as you guys know, the the response time is is small. You know, you have a you have a three to five minute window um, where right. you need to get CPR started immediately. You need to call nine one one. You need to get that AED on. Uh, and it, that's a pretty short window, and mm-hmm. so knowing where the AED is, knowing how to do CPR, um, is is really critical at that moment. Right. Just calling nine one one isn't enough because something we have a three to five minute window, and in many systems, it's three to five minutes just to get the call through the system be, before right. a, a responder even knows that there's an emergency, and then they've got to you know. Uh, get their directions down, get to the right place. So 
something needs to be going on between, especially when you're talking about a child and a, and a sudden cardiac death or a sudden uh, sudden cardiac event. Something needs to be done, you know, right then. Now, I'm really proud of our school, and, and here in our local school district, we have three AEDs in our school, and when there is an emergency, when the office is notified, they um, they get on the announcement, the PA, and they say code orange, whatever location, um, and then individuals in that school that are trained respond to that location. They bring all three AEDs to every emergency to make sure that there's always going to be one there. So I'm, I'm proud of what we've done here in Cobb County and the way um, our our system has responded. Yeah, one of the things I've taken from this is that there's an emergency action plan that you guys spoke of, and I'm not yes. so sure that our school has that. I don't think they have a designated set of people or individuals who are to automatically respond in the case of an emergency or that there's even any code colors that they would announce in case of an emergency. So that's something that we could look into. And also, to speak to that point on the AEDs, the American Heart Association, they teach you that if you can cardiovert someone or defibrillate someone within that first minute of arrest, you have a 90% chance of, of turning that rhythm around. And it Absolutely. decreases by 10% every minute okay. after. So if you're looking at a five-minute window, you're looking at a 50% chance. You're already down to a 50% chance of converting them. And we know that basic CPR will also sustain a ventricular fibrillation rhythm or that chaotic rhythm. It will sustain it until we can get an AED there. And that's why early CPR is so important. Exactly. Exactly. It- Exactly. Yep. And 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 the you know the saves that we have seen and the which is amazing is because we are lucky enough to have people around like that you had said that are not only have an AD and and have a knowledge of CPR but also are are trained and prepared for the emergency. So there right. are two you know two things I'd like to offer to listeners is one is Parent Heart Watch has an emergency action plan which can be used for any school and it and it's outlined and we'd be more than happy to get it out to anybody um they can they can contact me Michelle at parentheartwatch.org Michelle with one L. Um, the other thing is that there is a wonderful website called anyonecansavealife.org, and Anyone Can Save a Life is re- was really designed by the Minnesota High School Athletic Association and Medtronic, and what it is is it is really made specifically for after-school activities, um, but that are that are in the school area, teams, etc. But there are pages of in each you know in each team they name three people at the beginning of the season who would be responsible for you know calling 911 or running out to the front of the school to direct the person to the, you know, the emergency mm-hmm. response team to the emergency. Another few yeah. people would be responsible for getting the AED. Another one would run for the nurse or whatever that protocol is. But it's exactly. like every season they redo this. It takes them probably 15 minutes to figure it all out. They have it on paper. They write it down. They post it. And everybody knows what to do in case of an emergency. So that's, that, that saves great. critical time. That is great. I'm actually looking at the response protocol worksheet right now. Uh, very, very detailed, very organized. This is a this is a great, uh, great web page. So that uh, that is anyonecansavealife.org. dot uh, org. Great, uh, great resource there, Michelle. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Well, let's see. We are winding down. Uh, I, I tell you, the show goes so fast when we have such great guests on here, and, and 
uh, you know, exciting, interesting uh, conversations here. Uh, so if you would, Michelle, just give us your contact information one more time. And, uh, and that way, if you would like to find out more about Parent Heart Watch, how do we get a hold of you? Well, I'll give you two things. The first is our website, which is a plethora of information on sudden cardiac arrest in youth, and that is parentheartwatch.org. And then my personal email, Michelle, with one L, M-I-C-H-E-L-E, at parentheartwatch.org. All right. Is there a phone number, or is, are we better off? There with, is. Uh, okay. No, there is. 1-800-717-5828. All right. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for joining us. And, Steve, thank you for taking time out of your day. Uh, I hope you're, you're feeling welcome, better. I understand you've been under the weather. So, uh, so I certainly uh, hope you're feeling better. And uh, and just take care and be safe up there in Cambridge. I'm probably going to be up there to see you here in a couple of weeks. All right, sir. We'll be talking to you. Thank you very much. Thank All you right. both so much. Thanks, Michelle. All Thanks. right. Take okay. care. All right. Well, that's uh, pretty much winding down to the end of our show for today. Uh, once again, I wanted to thank uh, Michelle Snyder of Parent Heart Watch and Steve Helton, uh, who is the top dog at Central Elementary School in Cambridge, Ohio. A couple of uh, closing notes I wanted to mention. Uh, first of all, I always want to thank our partners, even though I am not at the studio today. I uh, always want to thank our partners, Youth Today. If you want to learn what's going on in Youth Today, go to youthtoday.org. That is a great resource for uh, after-school programs, school counselors, school camps, um, and a, a great resource for you. So go to youthtoday.org. I believe I said com, but it's actually youthtoday.org. I also wanted to speak briefly about the National Youth at Risk Conference coming up uh, October the 9th to the 11th. It's going to be at Circus Circus in Las Vegas. And uh, we want to invite you to uh, take a look at their webpage and register for that conference. It's a great opportunity to get out there and to, uh, to learn about some of the opportunities that are going on in uh, in counseling and youth at risk, and uh, and it's a great group. This is the first time they're going to be out in Las Vegas to uh, to hit the Western group out there. So hopefully we're going to have a great deal of success. You will be able to get your watchdogs training at the National Youth at Risk Conference West in Las Vegas. So to check that out, go to nationalyouthatrisk.org, nationalyouthatrisk.org. Next week we're real excited. We have the um, ASCA National uh, School Counselor of the Year, Mindy Willard, is going to be with us. So join us next Tuesday, 1230 Central, 130 Eastern. And congratulations once again to Mandy Sykes of Quail Run Elementary. Join us next week. Remember, the only schools that don't have a watchdog program are the ones that don't know enough about us. Thanks again. Have a great week. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.